everyone, welcome back to the Book and Life podcast. Today we're going to have a brand new book guest on. Whether they're an author, an editor, a producer, you'll never quite know, so you're in for one hell of a ride. But today I just have to uh, do the adverts and then I'll get us straight into that most important conversation. And as as we do every week, um, I'm going to read The Shadow which is part of the Time Guardian series, and this is book four from Marianne Curley. The battle is over, the war is won. The prophecy complete, but life can't just pick up where it left off for Ethan, struggling to cope with tragic loss. At odds with friends in the guard, he finds himself adrift, jumping in shadows and sensing someone who can't possibly be there. Blaming herself for the goddess Athena's death, Giselle swears revenge to fullify the immortal's plan for world domination, but Giselle hadn't planned on love, and that leaves her with an unbearable choice. Should she follow her heart or the strings of a goddess short on praise but high on expectation, who continues to pull her from the grave? As the guard and the order battles through the past and into an impossible future, darkness looks round every corner. The fight for the world's survival rests with just one. Is it friend or foe who stands in the shadow? And just a reminder that The Price of Freedom by Rosemary Aiken, sorry, Rosemary Rowan, um, is being donated to the Ukraine refugee crisis. And here's the blurb for her book. It's uh, one of her... Roman British crime series, which was written under her maiden name. All editions can be found online where all books are sold, even her agents donating her commission. Sorry, I don't have the blurb for that, but uh, that's that's what she's doing. And now, without further ado, let's get you to the guests. And let's welcome back our hottest guest of all time. He had the most downloads. He's had the most fan attraction, attraction, I should say. Let's welcome back Eric Miller, who's also my lovely literacy agent, my really good friend. I can say that now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's great I, I loved how surprised you were when I turned around and said, oh, you got 5K downloads in one day. <laughs> Your face just went, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Must no, have did something right, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Because I laughed because you out-downloaded my co-author, Joey Legend, <laughs> who's a wrestler. Right, right. It was a, you yeah. know, so it was like, and I mean, it's not like we haven't had bestsellers on the show because we've had bestsellers in crime, we've had bestsellers in romance, we've had bestsellers in kids' fiction, and you out-downloaded all of them. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, I do a lot of work on that. That is so crazy. You know, yeah, it's so cool. So so good to be back. Thanks. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, I mean, I think people just enjoyed the fact that we talk kind of from a very writer slash agent sort of perspective where I kind of represent the, the, the writer side of things and you represent the author side of things. And I think there's so many people that want to get into publishing and get into writing that we give them that unique doorway in. 
Right. No, that's true. And, you know, I always think of myself as a author centric kind of agent, you know, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, and, um, I was on a, I was on a podcast pretty, uh, recently and there was another agent who was clearly like, you know, high level, but she said like, you know, after all this, she was like, well, I'm not accepting any submissions. And I thought to myself, what is she doing on this show? Yeah. Why are you doing this show? And she was just like, oh, I'm just giving you my time. You know, I mean, I just, her attitude was, you know, but there was a lady on there from one of the publishing companies. I think it was Wiley or anyway, she was great. So I was able to, I was able to send her some stuff and say, Hey, it was great sharing the bill with you. And here's these books. And this is what I think. And I'm telling you, that's, that's, this is a high touch business. The whole thing is a high touch business that we're yeah. in. And, it, and you got to have the relationship and that's what, you know, you and I have now. You know, we've been yeah. And exactly. Through. Like I was sitting last night trying to explain to my wrestling friend that author events now are not about showing up, looking like crap and signing a bunch of books. It's about the experience. You're giving right. your audience the experience. So if you're doing erotica, you've got to turn up, you've got to look sexy, you've got to look like a star, you've got to look like you belong. And that was what right. I was trying to explain to him last night. But in his mind, authors are just fat, bald men who sign up and sign books. And I'm like, the industry's completely changed. Absolutely changed. So I work mm-hmm. out which I don't know of many authors that do work out, but I work out. So I've got the dancer's body. I wear provocative clothing. If I'm doing an erotic event, if I'm doing a romance event, I wear something cute and sweet and I look the part. I act the star that I know I have to be. Um, So like, I feel like on this show, I kind of, I'm teaching the younger kind of authors who are coming up behind me don't show up in your sweatpants and your, you know, your, your sweaters put in a bit of effort in and you get that fan base, you get that, that foundation and they remember you because you've looked the part, you act the part, you give them a show and it makes it worth it. Right. 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 No, I think you're right. And um, it's just like being a multi genre author that you are, you have to, you know, it's, it's just, you have to make sure that you're all things to all people, you know, you have to pick away at do that. Yeah. Like you have to pick away at the conceptions and you have to be able to, because this is a media grab world now that we're in, like social media is taking over. So it's kind of like you're competing against social media. Because books, no offense, you could be the best writer on the planet, but nobody would know you if you do not know how to brand yourself, how to handle appearances, take pictures with fans, interact with them. Like, all that is important now for author success. It doesn't matter how good you are. It is about relatability to your your reader and for them to have that emotional connection to you. Yeah. Because that's no, what you loved sense. about me when you first met me. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know. You're definitely different. I, yeah. I uh, I left a, I left an impression, you know. Yeah, I know. You 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 were yourself, and that's kind of the way I am. I mean, maybe that's why I got five thousand downloads because I'm just really transparent, and I'll yeah. just talk. You know, I mean, I just I, I I love the format. You know, I really. Do. I always I always make the joke of there's Crystal who is in your face, larger than life, 
the star, which I've had to develop. And then there's Crystal, the author, who's like, do I look fat today, standing in the mirror, taking pictures? Like, have I got a gut now? Like, when did that happen, you know? Or having my my very much my... I, I laugh because I will send a text to Joe being like, do I look fat? Do I look like I'm losing my, my, my figure here? And he texts me back all the time going, Crystal, I've known you for over 10 years. You've never not been in shape. Yeah. Would you stop? But in my head, I'm like, oh shit, I've got to, I've got to go on Saturday for an event and I look like dog's dinner, like because I've been working so much on my the computer, I've not been stretching, I've not been working out. Like right. I don't know if half the authors I know don't go to the salon and get their hair done the week before a signing. I do. Right. I put the yeah. false nails on, I put the clothes on. I make it that kind of, you know, thing. It's an appearance. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot even of if my nobody's dance there. stuff, even if nobody's like all there, that I dance remember. performances, yeah, is common in my, my author work now. I think, too, like, even if there's, like, two people in the audience, you still have to show up that way, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, you know, you can't just be bitter about it. Like, if, you're, if they're there, you just you go on, you do your show. And that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's being professional, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's because that's my attitude that I do get invited to all these stuff, these events and stuff. And I don't go to them all because it, I, if I did, I would never get any writing done ever again because I would literally just be up and down on the road all the time. But one thing I have learned is that when I am there and I am out, turn the microphone up to a hundred, like, so that everybody feels like they are the most important thing that they're in that room with me at that point in time. Like when you met me, you walked away with the impression of this is a star because that's what I had to, that's what I needed to do that day. I had to convince you that I was worth the money. I was worth putting the time in. And it's the same. Like if I ever turn up, if I go to a professional meeting, I look like a professional. If I go to an author event, I look like, you know, a sexy author that men can get behind. Because I've got yes. to not just attract female readers. I also have to reach in and try and drag the male counterparts who do read romance. Males do read romance. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, dude, I've got you by the short and curlies. you got to read this. You know? Yeah, right. Well, it's true, though. Yeah. We, we, we laugh about it, but it's true. And I remember talking to you because I had a book that I did not see in. Um, and it's where I strung a wrestler out on wrestling ropes. And I had this girl teasing them with a lollipop. Remember I told you that? And I was like, uh-huh. is that too much, Eric? And you're like, mm, just a little bit, Crystal. Just a little bit. Remember that no. conversation? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I mean, it's. Um, I think the, the 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 wrestling and romance thing is actually a really good kind of combination because it, it is, really yeah. stands out. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I'm the I, only I one in the world now that doesn't. The only other yeah. author that ever did it, she's passed away. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like me and Joe's got the banner on our backs, and we've got to do it together. You know. Um, That's right. And I do. I get the look of from other wrestlers saying, well, what's sex got to do with wrestling? Or they give me kind of this, 
it's never going to affect our industry, so why do we care? But now that they're, I'm pushing, I've been pushing this glass wall kind of for so long now that I'm seeing the cracks starting to occur. So, you know, with, right. with the fact that I did sign with Marcus O'Neill and I am doing Waking Up His Wife, which is a is more focused on comedy and less on the romance and the sex, but it's still pushing it in that direction of wrestling can be a fantastic performance art, but the sex and the romance that is kind of hidden in the background can also be a huge push forward for the industry. It's changing with the times, it's changing with the culture, it's giving it a more realism approach to it rather than it being over the top dramatic. That's my personal opinion. I might be wrong. Who knows? You got to go with it, you know, I mean, yeah. and you, you've got the platform and you developed it and then you've been working really, really hard. And sometimes it just takes a while. I mean, I always tell people, my clients, that they got to take the stairs, you know, and so yeah. you might, you might get a, you might get a rejection from a publisher, let's say, but yeah. they actually spend time reading it. They spend time writing you. And I always tell them, thank you so much for, you know, reaching, you know, back out to me. Thank you for your kind words. Cause usually I'll get some kind of, um, you know, feedback. What types of books are you looking for currently looking for? And nine yeah. times out of 10, they, they write me back and they tell me what it is. So then I keep a database and I, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I, I concentrate on the authors that want to learn, that want to grow, that want to do this stuff. Because the thing is that it's, it's almost like you got to put up like a velvet rope. And you got to like let other people kind of go and you got to concentrate yeah. on the ones. And that's what I've learned since I've, since we last talked, I've been working on it with a select group of people because I want to see them succeed. Cause that's my passion. I want to help people, you know, discover their voice. You know, I feel like and that, that's that. what I liked so, about you because when I met you, I had been in what was known as a literacy farm. I had been, one client of like 5,000 with somebody and she didn't have time for me and she didn't right. do anything for me. And I had yeah. literally done everything myself. And then I met you and I just left her for violations that she had made. And I thought it's so nice to meet somebody that actually cares about me, but yeah. also lets me go do my own thing. And I don't have to be constantly texting you going, do I have permission to do this? Or do I have permission to do that? You can just come to me and say, that deal's good for you. That deal's not good for you. Here's my advice. Yeah. Let's go this way. Um, yeah. And that's what I love about working with you because I, you're very honest with me as well. So if I'm having kind of like that crisis that I usually have of where no, I wrote to you saying, the Orchid Guild wasn't good enough and you wrote me back and said this is a hell of a book yeah you know like right. I, I had no faith in my work when I sent it to you and you came back to me and you're like this this is insane this is this is probably your best work and I was like okay so you know and, and that's where the process with you immediately started and also you didn't roll your eyes when I said I want to push wrestling in a different way and I know it's going to be an uphill battle because I know what the romance industry is like and I know what the wrestling industry is like. And you went, I'm up for a challenge. I think this is really good. I think this is really worth it. Yeah, right. No, I, said, I said, I, said, um, I love I a project. That's what I said. I love a project. 
you love a project that yeah. was like yes that was your exact yeah. phrase yeah i yeah, love a project right. and sounds good you yeah you feel yeah. so I like, surprised I like... by it though like you, you've definitely been surprised you've definitely enjoyed it um you know it's, it's you gave me faith again put it that way <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I had this oh, lady. Who, I, I can tell you this story. I had this lady that wrote a kind of a it's kind of a cheesy romance, but she actually wanted me to help her put together the pitch materials for it. So I put together the pitch materials for it, and then yeah. it, so I, I remember yeah. reading it. I'm like, this book sucks. I hate this book. And I said, and I got up and I finally, in the end, I saw I saw something. There was a spark there. It was like right there. It was like, okay, I get it. I can see this. And I have a friend who's a screenwriter. And I sent him this, the pitch for Chili's. Go, oh, definitely, I can do that. And I said, this is a Hallmark movie. This is what it is. You know, and, and she's not even like a romance writer. She's more of a um, mystery author, right? You know, and she was supposed to send yeah. me some yeah. other stuff. But, but it was like, so then I sent it to another friend of mine, another client of mine, <laughs> who is a romance writer. She writes Western romance. And yeah. she writes mysteries. And then she goes, oh, this, this book sucks. And I was just like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't tell you it was good, right? I didn't say it was no, good. You were like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had this really great book. I had this really awesome book. I got this ladies from Scotland, actually. She's a, she's a another you know client of mine. It's just an amazing book. And I sent it to her. I said, you, will you read this? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I burned the bridge, but you know, I mean, I'm just saying that it's about, it's about developing these, 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 these projects and, and, and doing this stuff. It's not about, it's not about like, you know, oh, this is the greatest book in the world. You know, it's about what the audience wants and what the, you know, what, you know, you so, can't oversell it. Yeah. 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 That's right. You can't oversell it. You know, I always say but that. Been, yeah. Really, don't oversell. Like, there's there's a lot of like um situations i've been in with publishers where they're like oh your book's the best book in the world no it's not i know it's not don't oversell it like and right. I, I think that's something i say to young writers all the time know what your worth is yes but don't oversell yourself because you're just gonna right. look like an ass in the end and then they're not gonna want to deal with you so you need to find the right, balance, right, right. you know I had this I had this guy who was an editor for a publisher and he had these books and he wrote this like 100,000 word historical novel about Al Capone, okay? And it was like, it was really good. It was really good, but I, I, I couldn't get people to read. I couldn't sell it. He couldn't believe after like four months that he didn't have anybody. So he got, he got mad and he left. And it's just like, that's not the type of author I want to work with, you know? No. It you, takes you, time. You, you got to take the stairs. It's like, you got to... Yeah. It, it, the other thing is, is my success, your success mm -hmm. is my success. And if I'm successful, then you're successful. You see what I mean? But you it's, also it's, need it's, to trust, like there, there needs to be that trust between both sides. Where, the process. Yeah. Yeah. The process. Like I know if I'm having a really shitty time with a, with a publisher, I can text you and be like, Eric, I'm going to kill this woman if you don't step <laughs> in. And you're like, Crystal, calm down. I know you're Scottish, but calm down. It's okay. Yeah. I'll fix it. You know, like that was the first time, like when I, I ever had my first incident, I was working with you and I just text you and I was like blowing up. I was so mad. And you were like, breathe. It's okay. You will get it started. 
that's all right. And then that was when I knew that I had like a real agent that I could rely on because I was so used to agents just ignoring me when I had a, a freak out moment. <laughs> and you yeah. were like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, that's you, what you I have a calming about. influence on me. Put it that way. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Well, because so I, I, I got what, known for ask that. Ask me anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the ask me anything mode. Go ahead. Yeah. But something. I mean, it to me, it's funny because normally I had a reputation before I got with you of being a hothead and being a difficult author because if things weren't done on time or done the way they were supposed to be done, I would get mad and I would yell at the publisher and all this sort of stuff. And I met you and I was like, you literally said to me, if there's a problem, don't go to the publisher, come to me. And I think that's probably saved more of my professional relationships because if I get pissed, I do come to you and I say, yeah. I'm going to kill somebody and you're going to go, no, you're not. You're going to smile yeah. and it's going to be fine. Yes. Yeah, you were actually the first agent that got me to smile. I remember that first time we met, you got me smiling and I was like, okay. This guy's actually pretty good. He's got me smiling. Because I was like, went in with this very hard attitude of, I'm going to take no shit and I'm going to, yeah, this is going to work yeah, out yeah. for me. And you were just like, you just knew how to like totally derail me from my little rant. And I smiled and I was like, ah, okay. This is what a real agent's like. Okay. I can, I can live with this. <laughs> well, I, I'm, 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 I'm just, I, I, I work with a lot of authors, got a bunch of different clients, but, you know, I just, I want to, I want to work with the authors that will, you know, want to grow. Like, I think since I yeah. met you, you've grown, you, you know, you rebuilt the platform. And done this. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, those are the kind of authors that, that, you know, that I want to work with, you know, and it takes a while. And especially mm -hmm. with the international thing. I mean, you're over there in the UK and I'm here and, um, they're, they're, you know, it's a big world. We will do dinner. We will do dinner this year. I promise you. Okay, I will buy I you so. dinner this year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a sorry for all the times that I have phoned and texted and just been on a rant and you've had to sit there and listen to me. Right. But you've enjoyed no, we'll, it, no, I think. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. You know, like I said, yeah. you've got to kind of figure out what the deal is and just see what you can do to, you know, fix it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, say, well, what's the problem here? Okay. Let's, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's. And you going. usually know that if I have five minutes where you're quiet and I just let it all out, that I will calm myself down enough that you'll be like, let's fix. Now, now we'll, now you've had that out your system. Let's figure it out. I'm pretty sure sometimes you used to set the phone down <laughs> and wait five minutes and then pick uh -huh. it back up again. But, you know. So, yeah. So, obviously, waking up his wife is... Uh, you've gotten to see it progress. You kind of got to see it from what it was like in 2009 to now what it's going to be like moving forward as a novel. What what do you take away from it? Do you take away that it's a really beautiful love story that just has wrestling as the background? What, how do you feel that I've balanced the romance in the wrestling? You know, I think the, um, 
the romance and the wrestling thing is, you know, is, is like super unique and also yeah. kind of in the wrestling world, having it from like a woman's perspective is also unique. And, um, because there's not many female voices the in the industry. Really, really doing this. And then you've got Joey and Raven and you've got these other, you know, people on your team. And I think that, you know, you, you know, these people in the wrestling world and, you know, wrestling's like a really big, you know, it's, it's, it's like a really big deal. So having, yeah. you know, and the yeah. other thing is too, like from a perspective of like the genre, um, you know, you really have to kind of identify like what, 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 the, what the genre is. I mean, in terms of this, it would be like a romance publisher, but it would be something that it would be something that um, they would, it, 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 it stands out. In other words, yeah. like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like there's, this is something that I, I've learned as well. Like when you go to a publisher, you ask these three questions, why me? Why you? Why now? Okay. Yes. Right. yes. So why me? Well, why me? Because I'm the only one doing this. Why you? Because you, you know, concentrate on these kinds of books. And why now is this idea of like you're creating this, this culture, this event, this kind of thing. This is, you know, something. so you have to yeah. be able to answer we've those. We've got the feature and we've got the feature coming out. We've got wrestling at its hottest that has ever been out. Cause I mean, they're nearly sold out Wembley stadium, uh, EW on the sold out Wembley stadium in London, which is unheard of because the FIFA, you know, the football couldn't do it and they have yeah. almost done it now. Yeah. But, right. Um, and you've got the fact WWE is doing huge events in Canada and England and Saudi Arabia. So there's, for me, wrestling, what attracted me about wrestling was the idea that these people don't know how really sexy they are to women. And I always thought that was really interesting because even the most evil of wrestling characters has a hidden sex appeal, has a hidden kind of draw to them. And not every woman likes the same guy. Like, you could have a girl that loves John Cena, but her best friend could be really into, uh, well, let's use Raven as an example, but Raven, because Raven's more tortured, he's more, he's more like, ooh, I could heal that guy, or I can fix that guy. Because there's girls that just want men, not just for sex, but for projects. Like, they want to feel like, they fixed a guy or they've made this guy better or they've bammed his wounds and they've got this important role in their life. And then other women look at like John Cena as, oh, I can be his damsel in distress and he can be the superhero that comes and saves the day. But these are, these are fantasies women have. And I kind of take all these kind of concepts that, that exists in wrestling, but I make it work in the romance industry and I make it work in the romance tropes because I understand that industry so well. And I understand the tropes so well because I spent so much time learning in the dance industry. Well, I have eight minutes to sell a story. I need to make sure I not only sell my story, but everybody else's story. So it fits in with an overall picture. Um, and I think, I just think like all the, the years of experience, because you know, I've done years in, in television. I did TV when I was a kid and then I went in and I did uh, radio. And then I also was in, I was also a, a stage performer. So I tried to absorb as much as I could as I developed, but wrestling was always my thing that I shared with my friends. It was always the thing that got me through some of the darkest periods of my life. 
and you know having a friend who walks in and dumps you know four or five different dvds in your lap because you know you're going to be binging them for the next three four days and it's nothing but wrestling uh you know you get used to it um I might not know other pop culture as well as I know wrestling or I know romance or I know dance, but I still can take elements of what's going on in pop culture around me and implant it into the stories. Mm-hmm. And that's just from, I, I must spend hours a day watching dance videos, uh, you know, listening to the latest music and following what's hot and what's not and watching things. I think my husband is absolutely terrified when I say, hey, honey, I've got a new show for us to binge. And he just literally wants to curl up next to me and die because he's going to suffer through whatever it is I found. But I I like pulling those little threads and I like to see where they take me. Um, And I think that's that's what wrestling is becoming. It's becoming another part of pop culture again it's kind of having its revamp stage i feel no i know I, I i think so um the other thing is is you know there's nothing new under the sun i mean obviously there's got to be yeah. some other stuff so like in other words if you find a publisher and you you know so this is part of like the why you is like you could say all right yeah. you know i really like these books that you publish by this point i'll hope you'll consider my book you see that that yeah. way you personalize it because this industry is all about who you know relationships you know yeah. and it's about it's about reaching out so if you're approaching somebody that you don't know but you're doing your research like th- that happened to me like i was on i think it was the, the the women's national book association they were doing like a pitch slam pitcharama thing yeah. somebody actually went yeah. on my website and looked up one of the books and said my book's like this i was like totally impressed i was just like yeah. the person did her work, you know, she said, Oh, you know, this is, um, there was I think a I sent some people to your spies. event, actually. I did. I mm-hmm. sent people to that event, authors yeah. that I knew, and I'm like, go check this out, but make sure you pitch Eric. I think I said yeah, that. Yeah, right. It was, it was all done in like different stuff, but yeah. like, I just was so impressed with the lady because, you know, she, she picked out London spies and was like, this is exactly like this one. And it was just like, that was a book that I had on my website. She took the time to go on my website, click on books and look at the books that I was there and say, well, there's, you know, so you you, you kind of have to do that. And that's something I've learned in like, like maybe the last six months, you know, just I've been doing it. I've been working it out, but I've been working with these authors and we've been, you know, we've been kind of developing this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's, um, I really feel like I'm on the cusp of some real, really great success using these kind of tools that I've been developing over the last like five years or six years. Well, I, I know for, I know hands down when I step out to do media for waking up his wife, the first person that I'm thanking is you because <laughs> you know, like, you know, when, when we met, I had walked away from the industry. I was totally disillusioned. I was totally done. And you kind of spent the time talking me back in and saying, you're really talented. You've really got something. Why are you just throwing in the towel and, you know, giving up. Yeah, and- no, right, right. And I was honest with you. I say, this book yeah. works, this book doesn't work. You know, I, yeah. I told you that. You know? I mean, yeah. I was just like, yeah. And that, that was what I was needing. Like, I had spent so long bashing my head against the wall thinking, well, what's working? What's not working? What am I doing wrong? What can I do right? And you literally just came in and in five minutes, you're like, Crystal, you're a romance writer. This needs to be your focus. Stop playing about with everything else. Focus on this. Yeah, right. And and that's what I'm doing, and and you're seeing the results of that with the film, 
with the fact that I'm I'm pushing boundaries with erotic, well, different erotica versions and different romance versions. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm, I built this podcast. I built this within a year from nothing. Literally, I had zero followers to 6,000 followers. Um, You know, and that's just because I know the people in the industry. I know the authors to talk to. I know the the publishers to speak to because I have friends now in Pan McMillan, which I never had before. And they send me books all the time. And I'm like, okay, you know, um, this is interesting. Let's roll with this and see where it goes. And, you know, the the thing that I do, which a lot of other authors don't do, is then I sit with you and I say, hey, Eric, I've made this connection, this connection, this connection, this connection. Maybe that's something you can use. And then you find whether or not it's something you can use or whether you can use it or not. Right, um, but right, I always right. gave back. And I think that was a huge difference. Like that was what something you noticed right away about me was if I work with somebody, I work with somebody. I don't just sit on contacts and not share and not try and develop not only a working relationship, but I also have a friendship with people. And then I build on that even more so that everyone feels like what they're getting from me is 100% special and stands out. No, that's true. I mean, um, and then the other thing is, too, like working with these authors. I, I was working with this one author who was a children's book author, and she did this stuff. And I, and I sat down with her, and I, we actually did this. I'd never done this before. We went on Zoom, and we looked at different editors and different stuff. I said, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Because I really trusted her opinion because I realized – I wasn't going to be able to do that. And then I've been working with, 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 with these other people say, well, what do you think about this? What about this approach? What about that approach? And um, yeah. it's really yeah. starting. I've, I've got this core of, of clients now, you know, out of like a whole bunch of the clients, maybe 16, 17 clients that are just like. I feel so honored. I'm in that pile there. I'm like yeah, in right. that little core, little yeah, right. tiny group there. That's just. Yeah, right, right. It's a tiny group, but it's, it's, it's. I want to see those people get a big advance. I want to see those people, you know. Oh, that's the dream. Publish their books, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, you know, they, it takes a while. Obviously, it takes a while in the publishing world. I mean, you know, you get a you get an advance or you get the book. It takes a while. If they're going to do it right, you know, unlike some of these other people that we've been talking about that haven't been doing it right. But if they're going to yeah. do it right. Yeah. It takes a while. But you know what? It's just that's. I just feel honored to be in this business that I can do that. You know, I, I really found my calling. And, and I feel like that with you as well, because I've got ideas of bringing my friends into the industry, friends of that I've had in wrestling or friends from dance days or whatever. And I know I can come to you and say, I've got this really, really crazy idea. And you either tell me it's not going to work. Don't even <laughs> think about it. Or let's go for it and see what happens. Um, right, right. Yeah, and funny. I actually, when we come off the air, I have a hell of an idea, which I need to run by you, um, because I think if we can get the right advance, I could do it with that person, and it would just, we, we, we'd blow the world up. We would 100% Let's blow do it, the world up. Man. I'm yeah. open to it. Like I said, I love a project, you know. And, and this uh, is definitely probably the most dangerous project I'd ever take on. And you know me, I don't take on little things. I know, no, no, no. just goes the, the biggest is, thing there, you know. Romance and children's books are like the hardest, you know, industries to yeah. work with. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. the industry, they're yeah. the toughest because they're, they're so, like, 
incredibly like you just can't make a mistake you know that's why i sat down with this author she had a picture book and then we were like oh it's sing song it's in rhyme no no change it change it so now she's revising you know yeah we got a editor for her we got a ghost editor that's working with her and this lady's amazing you know and i'm just like i'm so happy to meet you because it's the ultimate collaborative process you write the books there's yep. got to be a publisher, there's marketing, there's editorial, there's all these different kinds of things. So I kind of feel like being an agent, I sort of facilitate all that kind of stuff. I'm in the background. Do. Yeah. Because if they're going to work, I'm going to work. If they're going to take two steps, I'm going to take three steps. They take yeah. three steps, I'll take four, four steps. You know, that's that's what you have to do. Because one of the t- conversations that we had that I absolutely adored was I love talking marketing because your book doesn't work if you don't know the market. I keep like That's I must have said this till I was blue in the face with people, but it's true. And you <laughs> looked at me and you were it was like the light went on in your eyes as if to say, Oh my god, somebody gets this. Because right, right, for right. the first time no, But it's in, true. Yeah, but for the first time in my ten years of writing at that point, I'd never met anybody that understood how I would market a book and how I'd market a series. And then it was just like you and me clicked, like we could bring in X, Y, and Z, and we could do this and we could do that. And this is why we'll guarantee sales. And it was just that light bulb moment in your eyes that just gave me hope for the first time. And like, I don't know, I'd lost hope. I literally thought nobody looked at the markets anymore and said, because most of the agents I know, they look at the markets and say, well, what's the easiest thing I can sell? They don't look at the market and say, what? what's out there right now that I can use to sell my client stuff, if you get That's me right. And that, and then, that was the difference, yeah. That makes sense. I've been on a lot of panels with different agents, and they're kind of like, you know, give me something I can sell. It's just like, no, that's not That's not, that's not how it works, no. I mean, I had, I had Holly Williams on, um, who is an amazing best-selling author, and she lives in L.A. She's incredible. And she said to me, she's like, Crystal, I don't know how your stuff's not mainstream. Why are you not mainstream? And I'm like, I've never had that right connection to be mainstream. Because it's so difficult to get a publisher who doesn't know your niche to believe in your niche. And when I started talking to her about it, she's like, well, if you're ever free and you're ever a free agent, contact my editor because this is the things that they want. If you can show how you'd market it, how you'd work with marketing teams, how you would get this book picked up, how you would do all this, that's they're more business-minded, this publisher, compared to what other publishers I've been with who are, you know, who focus on the fact that I make mistakes. Well, I'm sorry, there's not a book published today that doesn't have 50, 60 mistakes in it. Mm-hmm. I read through a book and I'm like, oh, that's spelt wrong. And that, so where's, where's the grammar in this one or whatever? Right. Or the dialogue isn't realistic enough because guess what? In novels, you can't say, but, well, mm, because people don't want to read that. So you have to make it flow better. And jumping from novel writing to screenwriting, I've learned that transition. But I'm still having to teach people that author, the way we write in the author industry has got to be different to how you write in the script industry. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, I, I just, I feel I like marketing, marketing yeah. is what it's all about. I mean, even on my business card, it says marketing consultant. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I never changed it, you know, because my 
that's what I'm do, that's what I'm doing. I'm marketing your books. The target audience for you would be the publishers or the yeah. producers or whoever, you know. That's well, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I was sitting with somebody I respect greatly. His name is Bill Barnes. And he is he books the best wrestling talent in the world. That's his job. He consults and he books wrestling talent all over the world. I love the man to death. And I said to him, I'm like, this series would take off with the right wrestling company behind it. And he looked at me and he said, you're right, it would. But it's convincing the wrestling company that they're going to get their own kind of connection. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to get a guarantee royalty check out of what you're selling so that they can have books on their shop you know, when they go to the different events, your book's there, they can sell the book at shop events or whatever. And it just made sense sitting there and talking to somebody who was not in my industry, but understood that taking two of these big dogs, because romance is still a billion dollar industry, and you're tying it together with the wrestling, which is a billion dollar industry, you're, you're going to make money, but you've got to find the right people that you can stitch together in order for that to happen that's right and that's yeah, why that's i love about you because you understand that you know and i'm lucky because i've got i've got a wrestling company that is interested in supporting my work now but I, it's going to be a case of bringing the right people together in order to make that happen in order for them getting their guaranteed check me getting the promotional aspect from them and then seeing how it how that's going to play out with both fan bases and yeah. knowing the right people to go to and do media stuff with is also something that I'm having to relearn as well but yeah there's a podcast I'm going to introduce you to when we come off the light off the air who's looking for sponsorships and I think would be ideal for some of the, the clients you've got. Yeah, it's possible. It's yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's not like sponsorship deals now with, with podcasters isn't huge. Like, it's not like, oh, you pay a huge lump sum for the year. Uh, you can buy out a year or you can buy out six months or you can buy out three months or whatever it is. And that's what I'm saying to authors now is look at podcast adverts because guess what? Everybody listens to podcasts. Whether you want to admit it or not, you've probably listened to at least two podcasts. If you can talk to the right people, you can get adverts now on Spotify or Podbean or Apple if you know the right people. And those that's how you make your money because then people are hearing about your book constantly and they go buy it. I mean, I literally proved with Marianne Curley, who was this young children's author from Australia. She's been mainstream for over 20 years. She started self-publishing her work. And people did not believe that she could have a market, her, her book placed on my show and it to help her. Well, guess what? I ran it for a year and she's seen an increase in her sales. Because people come here to listen about books and life. I give them book in life, but they also get to hear about books that are out there, books that have importance. Right. And I only have three adverts that I run and I don't charge for them. And I don't charge for them because I wanted to prove that if you know how to put the 
the ads together and you have them in the right place on the podcast, people, they get, they get it in their heads because they hear it so often, they go and they check it out. That's just me. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. you know, got some great ideas. So, you know, and I, I think too, the other thing is that I'll share with you is, you know, this idea of like having a series. Okay. And I think what you have to do is improve it with the first book. Okay. Like for instance, if there's a series of books and I've learned yeah. this again, yeah. this is another one because I used to sell series and it just didn't, it didn't work out as they well. They wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they wouldn't go yeah. anywhere. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, concentrate on one book at a time. And I, I had this series you had this yeah, argument with me for not you know, focusing on one at a time. <laughs> I know it's hard, but I did that too. And I had this one book that was done and I, I think we, we told you about it. It's a, a, um, a, you know, young adult fantasy book it was published yeah. in England. Yeah. And um, I was talking to Lydia. I said, well, you know, I, she's got six books. They're great. I edited the first two of them and they're actually both, it's all one book, but unfortunately they, they're 90,000 words each. So, you know, so there's you a cliffhanger at the end. end. What do I do? What do I do? Well, here it won these awards. It got all these reviews. It, 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 it got shortlisted and all this other stuff. She's like, you know, resell that book, that one book, resell that book, the first book. And then all these people are clamoring. She's having, you know, she's Canadian. So she's having these um, events in Indigo and these kids, you know, all these kids want the books and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I was a little stumped. I didn't know what to do. So I talked to this lady and I, I said, you know, what do you think? And she said, you know, sell the book. So, I mean, I'm just really, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm sort of coming out and, and understanding how to, how, how it works and, and what yeah. the approach yeah. to take is, you know, and I didn't do it through experience, you know. Wait, but that's the thing about publishing is it changes all the time. You, yeah. the only way to know it is by being in it. There's, you can't learn this. You can't learn this at school. You know, like I went, and I told you I was doing my bachelor's in this. And you, I think you said to me, are you insane? Because you know how hard my dyslexia is on me anyway. But I went in and I, okay, I barely passed creative writing this past year. I'm pretty sure I've passed it. But I passed it. And now I only have one more year left and I will walk out with a bachelor's degree. You nice. know? But I can tell you something here and now. I went into that creative class with over 10 years under my belt in publishing. They do not teach you anything to prepare you for publishing. No, they don't. They, they don't. don't. And, no, I mean, it's, it, 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 it is pretty remarkable in that way. Um, yeah. The college that I went to, I went to this place called Hampshire College, and it was, it was a sort of an experimental school where you get evaluations instead of grades. And some of the yeah. things is like, one of the classes is like how to read a novel. Another class was like how to write. Oh, I'd a have page. passed you know? that. I would have passed. Yeah, I mean, that was like, those kinds of things were like nobody was teaching that. Yeah, nobody's teaching about how to do this kind of stuff. So, I got a textbook about um, about how to how, how to do this, um, how to how to write you know pitches, how to do this stuff, and it's just like yeah, I'm learning this stuff. But the thing is, when I was reading it, I was like, I was coming up with these ideas. For essays, I was like, oh, my God, I got to concentrate on this stuff. I can, you know, yeah. I'm going to write my own essays. I'm going to do this stuff. I was like, no, wait a minute, because, <clears throat> I, you know, in, in, in a sense, I kind of feel like I'm in the background. I'm making this stuff happen. For me, I just want to see people succeed. I want to see authors like you and authors out there, anybody listening to me to me here right now, to succeed and how, 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 to, how, how to make it happen, because that's what I need to concentrate on, you know. Yeah, and I think – 
when my movie drops, you're going to explode. Because I think the moment that people realize that what I do, which is so niche, can really work on a big screen, and not only work on a screen, but it works in a book too. And you know how hot I can go. If you tell me to turn the heat up on a book, and I send you back the scene with the heat turned all the way up, what is it you normally tell me? Too hot, turn it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because no, no, I go too that, far. And I think too with the sort of pandemic behind us, the, the, the theaters, it's really theater. starting to, they're, they're bringing this stuff back in the theaters, you know? Yeah, and it's, I, it's not just the film, but for me, I feel like you and me, we looked at each other three, four years ago and we said, let's do something that hasn't been done before. Because I always wanted to make history. And I wanted to give back to the wrestling industry. It gave me so much, but didn't give me, but wasn't fulfilling me. It, because I wasn't able to get a work as a writer in the industry because I'm a girl. And for other reasons, but mostly because I'm a girl. And you said, let's do it. Let's do it. Take your books, take your dance story you want to tell, and let's put it out there. And we have. I mean, we did. We broke the mold by going and doing Marie's World and by going and doing Summer of Him or Waking Up His Wife because that stuff doesn't exist or didn't exist until you and me came around. Right, right, right. And now it's a case of we've got everyone scratching their heads going, this is a very new take on sports romance because that's what, no matter what I say to publishers they always put right we're putting it in sports romance and like i've just had this fight about marie's world marie's world is a contemporary fiction it is not a romance novel because it focuses on the drama and the aspects of the twins it doesn't focus on their romantic lives yes there's romance in it but it's not the main focus i think getting publishers to understand what they have is another huge hurdle to get over. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I did finish plotting out that series, the Marie's World series. Do you want to have a guess at how many books it added up to? I don't know, like 12 or something? 34. Wow. Which which series was that again? That was, was the Marie's World series. Oh, yeah, okay. Wow. Because remember, like, the way that we built that series, particularly me and Joe, was that every character adds a piece. So you end up with this like web of stories that kind of tells the world as it should be. Mm -hmm. And I was completely and utterly blown away by the idea that that's what we were creating. And you said to me, giving a character a book where they tell it from their own perspective, are you crazy? Because to you, it was like, we were completely changing how contemporary fiction was done when we decided to do that. And now Joe and me, we've written six of the books. All six are there. And, you know, the idea was to, to relaunch the series and relaunch it one a month till the end, which would be 32 months. And obviously that's not happening now, or at least it's not happening at the moment. But that was the idea of it. Like, that was our, our train of thought was let's do this in one big, huge go. Um... 
you know, and, and a part of the idea that I wanted to do for, for Marie's World was I wanted to take in a guest writer who is a star and have him co-write one of the books with me. And the publisher that I, I, I hope to talk to you about would do it and give us a, and would give us an advance mm -hmm. so that we could go away and write it. Yeah. But I have to then teach that guy about my world and get him up to date on the series because it wouldn't be George be writing with. Yeah, right, gotcha. You know, and I think that's great. And I think the thing about Marie's world is I can bring in different writers to write with me because I know the world inside out and I don't mind sharing the glory. I've never been a glory hog. You can mm -hmm. attest to that. You know, because I said to you, I'd be a ghostwriter for somebody. And it was, I didn't want my name on it. I was like, no, this person's done the work. I just want to come in and, and smooth out storyline. Yeah. And you, and you were like, and you don't want anything credit wise. And I'm like, no, because it was about helping somebody else. And I think that's another thing we had in common. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like that yeah. about us, you know, because I, I love helping people. And that's why I went and I, I've done teaching this year. I went and taught in Fife College and I was so proud of that because I got to take a group of kids who knew nothing about the creative industry, but were they are doing an HNC in creative industries. And I got to kind of rip rip the wool from their eyes and be like, this is actually what it's like. I mean, it's not easy, it's not simple. You're in for a hellacious ride. And they looked at me with these big eyes and they're like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. And at least I felt like I, I went into my old Alamada and I made them, you know, I gave back. And I didn't charge the college for that. I could have charged them 200 quid, but I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to teach the kids. And I taught a lecture hall full of kids who, by the way, every single one of them jumped up at the chance to take a picture with me. Hmm. And I have a picture of us all grouped together. And I was like, that to me was a reminder that I still have it, that I still am worth something. Yeah. And I, I want to come out to your neck of the woods and to do a class. So uh, we mm -hmm. might have to, yeah, I'd love to come out. I want to come out to your university and do it from an international perspective, kind of do mm -hmm. like a whole thing about writing internationally. What does that mean? you know, knowing your audience, knowing your market and just really break it down for students, even if it's just one class, just breaking it down for students so they get to know what you're putting in, the hours you put in, the sacrifices you make, all that needs to be taught. Yeah. And that's why I've, I've started opening myself up to universities in the States because they don't have that across the pond point of view or perspective. Right. And I don't charge for that. You know, I wouldn't charge the schools for that unless I physically have to be there in person and then I might charge you an air ticket and hotel room. Yeah. You know, but I wouldn't charge them for my time, is my point. I would just charge yeah. them for expenses. Yeah. And I do sense. that with everyone. If, I, if it's going to cost me money to get there, then yeah, I'll ask you for my fuel bill or I'll ask you, well, you know, whatever, yeah. but I'm not going to charge you for my time because I feel like I'm giving back to the industry. I wonder, I wonder if Reno would be open to uh, to a little Scottish flavoring. 
Yeah, it might, you know, it might be. <clears throat> There's a university here, and um, one of the one of the writers that I met, the romance writer I was telling you about, I met her. She was teaching about book marketing, and you know, sort of like the adult extension thing. And yeah, we met her, and she was the one that convinced me to be an agent. She was just like, "You really need to do this," you know. And I ended up selling her books, and you know, she was right about you, though. She was 100 percent right about you, and I think that's yeah. something that romance. This is gonna break. This is this is breaking the fourth wall, I suppose. And I really shouldn't tell this, but well, who cares? But romance writers, we are sponges. We people watch. People don't yeah. realize is if a romance author is in a room, you're guaranteed she's snooping on you, because right. we need to see how people interact with each other in order to get that realism into our own work. So we watch people and we pick up things. And if we pick things up that says this guy is really good for this or this person's really good for that, we have this tendency of trying to direct them in that way, especially if we think that their talents are being wasted. And I think she probably picked that up on you. Yeah, no, it's true. And um, it really is my calling. So, you know, I'm just happy to be. be yeah. And I look forward to us doing more of these, like, talking maybe next time we'll bring you on and we'll talk more marketing and then we'll talk about how to break the markets down because i i see a lot of authors fixating on amazon ranking numbers and mm -hmm. i want to like totally dispel people from that because you and i both know the ranking numbers in amazon means nothing it doesn't right. equal sales right it's just, how many just... times people are looking up your stuff right it's but true. I like the idea of, of us doing more of these kind of sit-down chats where we can sort of dispel a lot of the the myths, particularly when it comes to book sales, you know, how to check how your book's doing. Is it worth being in an association? Is it worth being in the unions? Is it worth, you know, because there's, there's so many different elements now to writing. And I think the writer's strike has made people now look at unions in a different way. That's right. So That's what's true. your thoughts on the writer's strike? Let's let's be dangerous. What's your thoughts on the writer's strike? <laughs> I, you know, <clears throat> I think they should just pay him, you know? I mean, I really, you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I just think it's... I wonder if you're sad. saying that because I'm your client and you're like, fair, fair. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I believe that. I mean, it's just, I, I think it's kind of unfortunate and silly and it's just... These it shouldn't people, have to happen every 10 years. They shouldn't be begging every 10 years for... For a pay increase. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's like the distribution of wealth and the writers get. Yeah, streaming's fucked everything up. Like, yeah, that's I the think thing it's, with, you know. What, what has? I'm sorry. Streaming, like the way that yeah. the streaming royalties and stuff, and rather than it being the writers reaping rewards from their shows, it's now like if a network's doing well, then, or the streamer's doing well, the writers aren't seeing their pay get any better because they're not connected into the streaming success they're only connected to that show so it all depends on how many times people watch that show over and over and over again right 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 so i, I just i just feel like they need to they need to pay him and kind of get over this you know i know it's going to take a long time and <clears throat> it's yeah, complicated 100, 100 days i think they were going for they're striking 100 days i think i you know i just think it's too bad yeah. I support the writers 100%, you know. What I don't understand, right, and, and maybe this is my naivety, but the UK Writers Guild isn't striking, right? It's only the US. 
And I can tell you something now, the pay for writers in Britain is worse than what you're getting in the States. Well, how come they don't strike? I don't know. I don't know why we haven't striked yet, because I looked at it. You guys pay less tax than we do. Your interest rates is less than what we've got. Because they've just put mortgage rates up by 3% here in the UK. No, mm-hmm. 6%, sorry, 6%, right? So the average person who writes a television episode gets £11,000 per episode, right? Here in the UK, you're lucky if it goes up to 12 episodes a season. That's not a lot of money. Yeah. And then if you compare that to what you guys are getting in the States, see my point? Yeah. No, I know. I don't understand why they don't strike, but... No, you know, I don't know either, but I'm watching it curiously because I'm like, well, if they get if this goes through in the States and they get what they're wanting, does that mean the UK is going to do it? Does that mean that we're going to see Australia do it? Like, because the pay is so different for every country now. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's and also, there's no clear guidelines on international writers working with studios and studios working with international writers. Like, there's none of that's being cleared up either. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we're what? We're a month into the writer's strike now? Slightly over yeah. that? Yeah. So 100 days is a long time to go. I know. It's but it, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's that's the great thing about this. Yeah. So tell us what's going on with you. What major things have you been up to? <laughs> it's been a year, so I know you've been up to stuff. I've been, I've just been working with um, this core group of writers, and um, I'm just been um, I've got some I've got I've got got a screenwriter that I've been working with, and that we've been you know kind of you know putting these things together. I've been meeting people. I've been teaching. I've been teaching a, a pitch workshop called Pitch Artistry that I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I've got you know I'm gonna send out the email. Maybe about have that. a special Scottish guest. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, that's true. I had another. Yes, another one who's a romance writer uh, in in Los Angeles. She came on, and um, you know everybody gets to pitch their books to me, and then I give them feedback, and then everybody else in the room does. So I work the room in that way. I've done one on uh, synopsis, how to write a synopsis. Like people people write their books and they have a really hard time trying to explain what happens in their book. So I've been doing that. I've been also doing like a non That was a conversation you and me had because I was actually better writing the synopsis than I was at the book. And then the actual book. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's so funny. <laughs> and you were and like, how is that possible? <laughs> I've been doing that. I was working with the Greater Los Angeles Writers Society. and um, Yeah, they're an amazing group of people. That's a really good group. And um, I've gotten some really great, you know, stuff with them. Unfortunately, the director, this Tony Tadaro, he's one of my clients, and he had a stroke, so I'm not exactly sure what's going to go on with him. Yeah. And you know that yeah. you know there was a summer, there was going to be a summer workshop. I am going up to Seattle. I've never been to Seattle before, and there's a thing called Right on the Sound. That's our. Don't yeah, I know. Are. I've heard of that. I wanted to go to that, yeah. but I'm not getting I'm gonna enough. I'm going to teach them there. They're actually paying me, so I'm going up there, and I'm doing doing the pitch workshop. I'm doing the uh, synopsis workshop, um, you know, there, and I send in my stuff. So I've been doing, I've been focusing on education because as a, as an agent, I kind of feel like you can't be like all things to all people, right? You know, you no, can't you just can't. take everybody. So, you know, like if you can, 
work on a synopsis or if you can work on a pitch or work on a proposal, then you can approach an agent with it because every, like I said, everybody has different expectations. Everybody has different stuff. Like I, I think I told you about this, uh, you know, this romance thing. I, I wrote the pitch for her. I did this stuff and I decided I'll tell, you know, I'll, I'll be the agent for it. It was, it wasn't like something that it was precluded in the agreement. I just did it. Yeah. Right. And I just yeah. decided to, yeah. you know, just to try it because like I said, I, I sent it to my friend. I have this um, client who's a, um, who's a screenwriter. He's got like five or six different you know, screenplays. And I got him to write a, I got him to write a children's book because I just decided that he needed to write a book. Right. You know, yeah. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with some illustrators. I'm working with some people. And, and what I am is like a connector, like a master connector. I try to connect people together. And, 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 yeah. And, Cause and I remember saying to you, you are the only person in the world that I would trust to find me a ghostwriter to tell my story. Right, right, and right, we exactly. still have to do that. We actually have to. We actually have to have a talk about that because it was almost like, almost like everybody wants me to sit down and write down my story, but I know that I can't be objective about it. If you get my drift, so like yeah. honestly, it's like the book that somebody would have to sit with me for a long period of time and we would just have to start at the beginning of my story and I would just have to dictate to them my story arc and then let them, you know, do their thing and I'm ghostwrite kind of it in that. such a way that, yeah. the, that it makes sense. Um, and I always, te like, I, I tease all my writer friends and say, oh, I'm never going to sell my story. You know, I'm not, I'm never going to do this. But I think my story is such an impactful one because I went from being that kid that they didn't think would live to now being a screenwriter for a major Hollywood movie who rubs shoulders with some of the weirdest people on the planet that I end up becoming friends with and I adore getting an amazing agent like yourself. Um, you know, I my story is such a positive one that no matter how bad stuff got for me, I always kept finding a way to keep going forward and I kept finding a way to keep helping people, but also keeping myself moving one foot in front of the other. Um, and I, I just think now is the time to really tell it and be like, yeah, you know what? I did a lot of crazy crap and I did a lot of stuff I'm not proud of, but guess what? I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I, you know, it, it, it is about that. It's about like, like I used to come to work, I come into work, I got my office here and I could come yeah. to work and I would, you know, I talk to this writer, I talk to that writer, I work on this kind of stuff and I'd leave and I kind of felt to myself, I didn't really do enough. And it's like, wait a minute, you did, you yeah. did do enough, you know what I mean? Just having somebody just, listen to you is your perspective, yeah. you know? It's your perspective, and I, I'm going to be uh, house sitting for a couple of friends of mine. They're they're, they're taking off, and uh, you know I, I sort of realized I can just sort of stay in this house and just kind of do my work, just you know, and just 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 really just be self confident about it. You know, like yeah. this is this is happening. You know, and when Set you up. heard when you heard my story, like you heard my background, I remember you just had this sort of glassy eyes. And you went, that's a hell of a story. Mm -hmm. right. And I just said that to me, I, that book couldn't end until I walk into the States and I'm going on set. And I've, I've gone from being that tiny, sick kid 
to being the person who's the star, you know, like that to me was always the journey. And you said, no, you said your journey through your health crisis and through your, you know, the loss of your friends and the fact you kept going. That's the most important part. Not all the other stuff that you did that you thought was, oh, this is funny or this is cool or whatever. It was just that constant good person that you managed to remain despite all the crap and all the death and all the the torture you went through. Yeah, right. No, it's true. And then I I kind of feel feel that way too. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel I'm still here too because I made, and I was talking to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a ton of mistakes. I made a ton of mistakes. But you know what? I made lemonade out of it. You know, I just said, okay, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to make sure that, you know. I mean, you I, just have to, yeah, I, I couldn't trust anybody with that story except you. And I remember okay. saying that to you. I have a director who wants to make it a film one day, the story of mm-hmm. my life. And I'm like, well, I don't think it would fit in one film, but. <laughs> you know let let the book happen first let's see let's see yeah. you know and i said i'll I, I i actually promised him today i'm like i'm gonna speak to eric you know i'll say it to him again but yeah that that was my thing like i'm now at that point where i'm willing to tell my story because i'm not a kid anymore i'm 34 years old i've pushed myself through all the the anxiety and all the crap that you have to get through as a kid and as a young adult. And I know myself now. I didn't know myself 10 years ago, but I know who I am now. Like, and I had to almost find out who Crystal was without the performance stuff. And Mm -hmm. to find out who I was when I dropped the personas and I dropped the acting and I dropped all that, that was really hard for me to do. Um, And my husband actually likes the person I am behind the scenes compared to the person he sees out there, you know, performing. He hates the person I am when I'm performing. It's hilarious. Because to him, it's not the sweet, innocent, well, I'm not innocent, but the sweet, caring, kind woman that I am behind the scenes compared to the brash and Scottish and slightly um, inappropriated language yeah. That, that comes out of me. So well, we've got a challenge. So next time you come on, we can discuss whether we've actually had any success in finding anybody dumb enough to write for me or ghostwrite my nah. stuff. We can, you know, we can talk about that. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like, I always say to people that if I promote anybody on the show, it's because I believe in them. Mm-hmm. And I can safely say, if you are. A author out there that actually wants to feel like you're important, you matter, and you want somebody that will listen to you and be honest with you, because honesty is so rare in this industry right now. Eric Miller's the guy for you. Thank you. I couldn't give you a bigger seal of approval. I honestly <laughs> Well, we're going to work on some stuff, so we can yeah. definitely come back Well, you know and... me. I'm always working on something. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> you're usually sending me emails going one thing at a time crystal <laughs> yeah one thing at a time yeah right that's it because well, that's what like i learned 50. i learned that because I, I have yeah. a little bit of an add yeah. and it's like you know go this or this or, let's do one book at a time and i was talking to this one guy he said he's like the biggest real uh, 
literary agent in Hollywood. And he's the biggest one. And I, I was talking to him, I got this, I got this, I got this. And he just sort of stopped and he says, can we like work on one book at a time, you know, please. Yeah, and I was yeah, just like, yeah. okay, <laughs> you got it's, it. You it's know. weird because like when I met you, I never thought I was going to have to get an agent in Hollywood to deal with all of the the rights for the film stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 exactly. And now I'm kind of in that boat where I have to actually go find somebody. And I'm like, ah. So that is another conversation we're going to have. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, Eric, yeah. save me, help me find somebody that's going to like take on my films and my TV stuff yeah. so I don't pull my hair out before I'm like, yeah, sorry. No, I know. I mean, it's like, I, I concentrate on the on the, on the author side. The I, it's weird. Side. I never thought though that I'd be in a position where I needed somebody to manage my events and somebody to manage my films and somebody to manage my books. Like I never thought I'd be that kind of position. But now I'm getting into that position, or I'm about to be in that position, and I feel like my head's just kind of exploding. Like ugh, kind of stuff. One thing at a time, though. One thing at a time. Definitely. Yeah, but you know me. I never do one thing at a time. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Right? We'll yeah, just work it. Yeah. You know, we'll like, because I'm, I'm working with somebody, and I, the amount of times he'll say to me, shh, I'm reading, because he can't do two things at once. And I'm so not used to people not being able to do two things at once, like me. I mean, I used to have conversations with fans and write my novels at the same time. And I can't do that now, because I, I try and focus everything on the novel work yeah so yeah i'm i'm learning i'm getting better because you, as you have seen that's, I am that's less, all you can do just keep, yeah i'm, keep, I'm less all over don't the place. try just do it you know yeah. just just yeah that's it excuses that's is, is something i'm working on that's i am i am being taught by my new teacher that excuses don't fly that's right so that's yeah it. Well, you survived the podcast again, and I know this is going to be a smash hit because I know you're going to stick your name out there and say, hey, go check out my stuff. Yeah, um, send me a link, you know. Yeah, I always do. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on. I can't, hopefully, we'll have you back in three months so we can uh, sort oh, of yeah. start breaking down, like doing it, doing a bit more education, I think, for the, for the listeners out there and stuff. And also, I know if you say you're going to come on, you actually come on on time, and I'm not sitting around for an hour waiting for you. So, oh no, you know. I, I did it. I woke up and I came in. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've but... got I've got another class this afternoon, and I got yeah. something to do. So it's actually it's good to kind of get out and get get in here early and. Yeah, because like I felt so bad because I had to ask you to come in an hour early um, because I have to go work with somebody. And then they text me at like quarter to three in the morning to ask me to move the time. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I didn't like, do that. No, but like he just doesn't understand time differences. No, I know. That's right. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah. But no, I look forward to working with you. And, and I'm so, so honored that I'm one of your clients. It's just, you're going to have to get me on your website, though. We're gonna have to put my face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got to work on the website. That's you know the website. I kind of, right. I just told you that one last of, year. It's one of my one of my website and email programs. Or yeah, we need my... you need to get you like an email, yeah. like a website designer or something that can just like update your website for you. I think. Yeah, I know. I know. I need that. I need that. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do that. But well, um, it's been an honor having you on, guys. You want to come back next week as we have a best-selling author making an appearance for her first time. You're gonna to want to right. check that out. 